Good morning, church. Uh, it is so good to be with you. My name is Sia, if you don't know, and I'm going to be continuing our, continuing our God's Will for Your Life series, which I'm actually quite excited for. I spent most of this week prepping this message, um, and, and it's, I think it's burning quite a little bit in my heart because I think that we, there's, a, there's some potency behind what I think God wants to do uh, in us this morning. I don't know who this is for, but during worship, that Yeshua moment, um, I feel like someone online, like you just need to press into that a little bit more or just sing that song over the course of this week. There's something in that um, just for whoever that was for online. I just felt that in my spirit as we were worshiping together. But I'm going to be continuing on our series, and I'm going to be speaking on wind. And I've titled this sermon, Fresh Wind. Now, I don't know about you, or maybe this is just the child in me, but when I heard that I was speaking about wind, among the first things that came in my head was the fact, was farting. I'm, I'm not even going <laughs> to lie, I just thought about farting. I'm like, how do we get like a little fresh wind moment <laughs> in church in the morning? But I remember the story when I was in grade six. I had a friend, and his name was Melus. He was notorious for just letting one rip in class. But they were manky, like they were just terrible. Um, so, but he was strategic in the way that he did it. So he didn't just let one go, and then everyone knew it was him. He would wait for someone to walk behind him, and then just let one rip. And he would go, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> oh, geez, he was terrible. Um, but I'm going to be speaking about wind. And if I'm pretty sure all of us have experienced and know what it feels like to be in a wind. It's, vo- it's both ferocious at some times, and it can be absolutely gentle and beautiful. Um, I've got a few examples of what wind can possibly do. The first of those is if you look at this picture, this is obviously a little bit of a sandstorm, but do you know that if it continued to blow like this, wind can literally change the shape of landscapes. The erosion process can take this flat surface and completely erode it and create something new if it continued to blow in the way that it did. Or for us uh, human beings that have accessed the power of wind that gives us power or electricity, or if wind clashed at different temperatures to cause things like tornadoes or cyclones or hurricanes, or us accessing the power of the wind to be able to travel across the ocean. And this is for our local Durbanites. Without wind, there would be no kite surfing. Um, this seems like a very specific thing. I, I myself wouldn't kite surf. I wonder why. But listen, that's neither here nor there. Um, but we wouldn't be able to do stuff like that if we didn't have wind. Now, it goes without saying that God is still God above the wind as well. He is still God above it all. He can use the wind, manipulate it, bend it to his, his will to express his power. He is still God above the wind. Take a look at these verses, for example. Psalm 78, verse 26 says this. He let loose the east wind from the heavens, and by his power he made the south wind blow. Or Exodus 14, and just for a little bit of context, this is uh, the the Israelites um, standing at the edge of the Red Sea. And this is what God chooses to do. He says to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground. 
with a wall of water on their right and on their left. So essentially, God sent a strong wind that caused the, the water to separate and go to the side. And they got to walk on dry ground. Now, that sometimes can be a very difficult thing to imagine. But I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Bruce Almighty. Probably one of my favorite movies. Um, but there's a moment when he's just been given the powers of God. And by him, I mean Bruce. Um, and he walks into a diner. And then he gets given the soup. Or, and it was red. And so obviously, it was that moment of like, let me see if I can do this. And he, and he begins to pot the red soup um, with the ferocious wind blowing in the diner. Um, but that, if you can use your imagination, must have been what it was like for the Israelites as they just witnessed God use wind and bend it to his will so that they might cross the Red Sea on dry ground. He is still God above the wind. Now, this is nothing new. This is obviously, we know this. God is above all things. But what is it about wind that I think if we stop to pause for a moment, it isn't just the air that we experience, but there's something powerful about it. And we're going to unpack that in a little bit. But Jesus himself, in John chapter 3, speaks of this idea of wind. When Nicodemus asks him, how can someone be born again? It's not like you can re-enter into your mother's womb and be born again. But he says that the spirit gives birth to the spirit and the flesh gives birth to the flesh. And then he highlights it and ends it off with this. Quite an interesting thing that we're going to look at and lean into quite a bit. He said, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Quite interesting that Jesus takes this idea of the Spirit and wind and puts those two ideas together. If we look at the Hebraic and Greek word for, the, for wind, we actually realize that they are one and the same thing. This word, ruach means not only just wind, but it means breath and also means spirit. So Jesus is saying wind and spirit are one in the same. So the wind that we get to experience on the external is part of what the Ruach is, but there is a wind that sits within us, and that is the spirit of God. If we rewind quickly to the creation story we see in genesis 2 verse 7 this is after he had created the heavens and the earth and it's giving us a little bit of a glimpse into how adam was made and what brought him to life it says this then the lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being and the man became a living being after God breathed life into him. So that breath is the ruach, the wind of God, that he breathed into Adam and it made him a living being. That goes beyond just the physical. Yes, he was a physical living being, but his spirit man was alive in that moment because God also breathed his spirit into Adam. And that's kind of one, what I want to sit on this morning, this idea of breathing things back to life, using the ruach that is within us, that God has put within us to breathe life 
into whatever circumstance that might come our way. That over the past year, if it feels like we've stagnated or possibly just plateaued or gone to a point of things dying in our lives, that we can with the Ruach that sits within us, if we have chosen to make Jesus our Lord and Savior and have the Spirit living within us to speak life into dead things. I want to look at a portion of Scripture this morning that I just want to say up front that I want to look at the principle of the matter. But essentially, this is um, a prophecy for Israel that we get to look at and pull out a principle from that prophecy that we can apply to our lives today. So I'm not saying that this is a prophecy for the church, um, but this is us being able to take a portion of Scripture and apply it to our lives today, which we can do if you really read the Bible. I hope you guys are still with me. If you're not, you can jump up and do a, a handstand or five jumping, jack, five jumping jacks. Um, but this morning, I'm going to be looking at Ezekiel chapter 37, uh, verse 1 to 14. So this is Ezekiel saying, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make the flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and the tendons and flesh appeared on them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath. For the four winds and breathe into, from the four winds and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. What a powerful portion of scripture. So I've got a question for us this morning, church. What part of our lives have possibly died? Or, and the scarier part of that, what part of our lives have we let die that we need to breathe life into? Not our own breath, but, but, but the ruach, the wind of God. I don't know about you. So there's, uh, if you don't know, um, I've got, for now, <laughs> I've got rheumatoid arthritis. And every single morning, I have to take medication, however that many pills are for the day. Um, but some days, I literally look at these pills and I'm like, this is not going to be my life. Because there was a point that I had let the faith of 
my healing die. I was like, I suppose this is just how things are going to be. So I became um, complacent in my circumstance. This is just how things are going to be. And let the faith of God's healing power die. I had to begin to speak life over that circumstance, to breathe life over that circumstance. Let the wind of God breathe life into that circumstance that a dead faith might be resurrected again. So any opportunity I get, I'm like, this is not going to be my life. And I refuse to believe that I am the only one that looks at a circumstance or whatever part of of their experience over the last two years and just be okay with it. I genuinely believe that there are a lot of us across our church and even beyond that are looking within and saying, this is not how things are going to be. And you're beginning to speak life. There's a lady, Estelle, in our church. She is just amazing. I've watched her just speak life over certain aspects of her life. That is powerful. She's taking that ruach, wind of God, and speaking life to a dead thing. We get to do the same. We get to live a life where we can walk into a circumstance, walk into whatever we might face, and speak life and watch as a dead thing begins to rise. There are certain aspects of our lives that, we, that I'm pretty sure most of us can relate to. And that is where it's a work-related thing, a relationship-related related thing. Our faith, our, um, what else do I have here? Uh, our devotion, our whatever the thing might be that over the past two years has just become a, almost a chore. Almost very difficult for us to find an excitement over or feel like ah, I need to get myself to this thing. Because the consequence of the pandemic or this COVID time was that we've just become so comfortable where we are. I suppose I'll just stay here. This is just how things are going to be. I'm okay just staying at home. I'm okay just doing things this way. I'm okay with where the state of my relationship is at. I'm okay with my spirit. I'm just praying every now and then. I'm okay with that. I would like to challenge us out of that space. And I'm not even saying that this is all of us. There is most of us that are in a very beautiful and powerful space in our lives that yet you, you can still access even more. There is still an abundance of life for you to access still. We can still get so much more of God's fresh wind in us. So it's not just the bad stuff that we might um, be okay with or even, just, or even the good stuff that might be, oh, I'm okay with where I'm at with my relationship with God or where this thing is. There's still more. For those of us that might, those of us that might be experiencing that work kind of, ah, I'm okay, like it lacks attitude. When you allow God to breathe life into that circumstance, you realize you're not working for your boss. You're actually really working for God. And that gumption, that gusto, that fire to be able to do the thing that he has placed for you to do, you'll do it faithfully to him and not just your physical boss. There is power and life in that. Or your relationship with your spouse, your friends, your children that has been so strained over the last two years that it's just been, ah, it's okay. If you allow God to breathe his life into that, you begin to lead with far more compassion than you did before. Lead with far more love than you did before. Lead with far more understanding than you did before. Lead with far more grace than you did before. 
as God breathes his life into that circumstance through you. Or perhaps your faith life has kind of just taken a step back. It's kind of just been, I'm okay watching this stuff at home. That's not a bad thing, but I don't believe that God wants just that for you. There is still so much more for you to access. Still so much more for you to get within you. God's wind that you can get within you. There is still more. Whether you're in a good place or a bad place, there is more. Allow God to breathe his life into that circumstance. Allow him to bring that dead thing back to life. Or perhaps your devotions that you used to be so on fire for, that it's just been so difficult to wake up in the mornings. That discipline is just so difficult to stick to. Allow God to breathe his life into that circumstance and watch it come back to life. Watch it come back to life as you begin to live from his spirit and not your own. There is still a fresh wind, more of God's fresh wind for us to access. God's ruach, God's wind can breathe life into dead things. And because that wind lives within us, we get to do the same. I can speak to my arthritis and say, you have no place here. I bind you in Jesus' name. I cast you out. And even if I don't experience my healing right now, I trust in a God that will heal me. Because of his spirit that lives within me. His ruach, his wind that lives within me. Even if I don't feel it or see it, he is there. Here's the bottom line. No matter the circumstance, no matter the, the thing that might come at you, no matter your resolve, no matter your state of mind, if we allow God to breathe his life into us, we have the power to speak life into dead things. And they will come back to life. He is still God above it all. And as we allow the elements of his wind to reside within us, we walk with our heads held high, our shoulders back, because we don't walk with just the uh, strength that lives within us, but we walk with the authority of heaven, that the wind of God resides within me. That's not an arrogance to that. There's just a humility and understanding the power that we walk with. If you're at home, you are at home. You are at home. Um, but there's a, just to, as I kind of come to a bit of a climax this morning, I don't know about you, maybe this is different for you, but when I look back at my life and maybe or possibly even doubting what I'm saying might be true, I look at, as Ross spoke about earlier, the work that Jesus did on the cross. This idea of God bringing dead things back to life isn't just directed towards the circumstances that we experience or even face. I stand before you as once a dead thing that Jesus brought back to life. I stand before you as once a dead thing that Jesus 
brought back to life. Obviously, physically speaking, I've been alive since I was born, but my spirit man was dead. That with Jesus' last breath and with his first breath on the Sunday in his resurrection, he made it possible for me to enter into God's presence and allow him to breathe his life into me, that I might walk around with the wind of God in my lungs. That I can stand here today sharing the word with you. It's because of his work on the cross that started it all. If you believe in Jesus this morning, you were once a dead thing that he died to bring back to life. Jesus didn't die to change our behavior. He died to resurrect us back to life. So if Jesus can resurrect your spirit, man, I refuse to believe that the circumstances that we experience or face cannot bow to his power and his spirit and his wind that now resides within you and I. Church, this morning, if we will allow ourselves to maybe just allow God to pour more of his fresh wind within us, I genuinely believe it will change the way that we look at church. It will change the way that we look at work. It will change the way that we look at relationships. It will change the way that we look at our devotion. It will change the way that we look at at our interactions. It will change the way that we look into the future. It will change everything about the things that we do because we don't see it from our perspective and we see it from our strength, but from the wind that rests within you and I. So this morning, I want to close with this final thought. Preachers say that a lot. They have final thoughts, and the final thoughts just keep coming. Um, But there's a song that Hillsong released a while ago called Fresh Wind. And one of the lyrics says, We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out. I would encourage you, after this message, to... Go YouTube it a little bit and listen to the lyrics of that song. It is absolutely powerful. And ask God to begin to fill you with more of his fresh wind. And with the fresh wind and the spirit of God that now rests within you, speak life into any circumstance that you experience, especially over the past two years. Especially with our church, so many sick within our church, speak life. And watch as the dead thing begins to rise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. First of all, that with your last breath on the cross and your first breath on the Sunday morning, that we are able to enter into your presence. You made it, you made it so that possible for us to enter into your presence and access your fresh wind. I pray that, um, that we would humbly, vulnerably come to you this morning asking for more of your fresh wind to infill us. That we're, there were parts of our lives that were seemingly dead or seemingly dying, that we would begin to speak life into those circumstances and watch as a dead thing begins to rise. That we would prophesy over our children that you would and that your spirit would rest over them. 
prophesy over our church, prophesy over our pastors, prophesy over our circumstances, prophesy over whatever thing comes at us all we want to see more of. And just trust that with your spirit, the dead thing will arise. Father, won't you, won't you um, be with us this week? And for those that are sick among us, Lord Jesus, we pray life and life in abundance. Won't you surround them with a community that will stand in prayer with them. In Jesus' name. We pray for so much more. In your name alone. Amen. Amen. Uh, it has been a pleasure being with you. Um, don't rush off. Send, yeah, comment something funny. Um, share a fart story. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh, we will see you guys hopefully in person next week. Um, but thank you for joining us. And have a fantastic week. And more of the Lord's fresh wind over you.